It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Jay Crawford, Adam the Bull, Garrett Bush, and so many big names, it would take me hours to say all of their names. The ultimate Cleveland sports show. Booyah! Hey, here we are. It's the ultimate Cleveland sports show on a Wednesday. Tyvis is here. G. Bush is here. Bull's mad. Bull is mad at me and G because I'm we not. got because we got lives. Me and, G, me. me and G has <laughs> this have a, a thing called life a life I, that doesn't revolve it, revolve around. Wait a second. This this First this guy. All, that guy, first we, of you all, know, no, number one, Tyvis. <laughs> dad, you know how it was dad season? It was money season. First of all, Tyvis. <laughs> G, all G does is watch things all day. Yeah, so right. it. Well, however, yeah, okay. However, yeah, and right. this is about I was I was like, why didn't anybody watch the Johnny Football documentary? But then initially I was blaming you guys, but then I really blame Mike because Mike's the producer of the show. It that's was fair. No, that, that's fair. It I was, should, I, I mean, should I, have mandated it. I no, actually no. got into the studio at like ten fifty seven. Latest you've ever come in. Latest I've ever come <laughs> oh, in. You must have just finished it. Because I wanted to finish it this morning. It was that good, huh? No. It was very good. I've heard it was awful. It was awful. I heard it was terrible. Now, they, didn't, they didn't include enough Browns talk in there. It's not about the they Browns. It's about, about the Johnny homeless Manziel. man. They said there's a lot of details, a lot of important Don't listen details to Tony Gross. was He's left out. I'm just telling you what now, I read on the internet. This now, was the don't internet. listen to the internet. You, now, know how we, you know how we, we say what the internet Tyler, is saying? Flip water, will you? What the internet is saying. Yeah, they ain't Tyler, Tyler, got the water. some waters, will he you? Got the, the, he got the, the water sequestered over there. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, oh by, we got no cold waters. And by the way, it's on a rain. Today. <laughs> hey, it's Anthony's birthday, by the way. So shout out Anthony. Shout out Anthony, happy, happy birthday, birthday, Anthony. Now, Anthony. He, just, he just turned twenty-one. Now McNuggets. You know, we, go, that, we got some. We got some single-dollar bills. We're not. We're not trying to hear that. So you mean to tell me? <laughs> yeah. Now Adam the Bull didn't watch one thing. He see no summer league basketball. He watches no snaps. <laughs> Summer League basketball. He watches none of that. He's he is not watching no tour day football. <laughs> Training camp football don't count. And by the way, he's already said yeah. at, earlier this season. He said this this was the guy who said I'm not watching the Cavs regular season. <laughs> no, 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 no. He he's come back and he's he's, 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 he's watching right. everything he, now. That's all fair. Everything that now. is all fair. But now there's, a, now there's a 24-hour mandate to we watch have a documentary for who? that you just released. We'll get into it set. more tomorrow. Earl's on the panel, and he's dying to talk about this. So we'll talk about it more tomorrow. <laughs> I will say most of the stuff I heard was not surprising, actually. Okay. No. Talking about that, he don't Except the film. one interesting thing out of that I wanted to mention real quick, it's not about the, the no video. <coughs> I think we all know that. Yeah. But the fact that this is blew my mind. You know how we all talk about, oh, he came from a rich family and mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. He didn't. His best friend made that up. There. Okay, hold on, hold on. Yeah. <laughs> so I obviously worked in College Station for yeah. two years before. I had heard from everyone there that the money thing was real. 
I had sent some texts out this morning. I'll, as soon as I get in, yeah. I will come trying to figure out what the actual truth to that is. Okay, Ooh. well, his friend in the interview, who's not his friend anymore. They haven't so talked since, which is why I'm, I'm curious. Said that he made it, up yeah. that whole storyline that to. to because Johnny was taking money for how autographs. Can, how can you trust the word of that, bro? This is crazy. Like that, 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 that hey. The Manziel kinda... family, like I can tell. I, by the way, I, I have no sympathy for Manziel any more than I would for anybody else who's got addiction problems, which is a level That's of sympathy. Crazy. But like, on the I don't have thing, any more than I would have for other people. Jay, let you go one sec on the money thing. The Manziel family does own multiple Toyota dealerships all throughout Texas. Well, like did, they, do they now, or did they? They, they then? did when I was there. It was the Manziel mm-hmm. Toyota of. All right. Well, uh, I don't know. All I know Navasota. is this guy said he made it up. Maybe he's yeah, making so I, up that he made I'm it up. Yeah, so I'm looking into that. I'm I'm truly looking. I'll yeah, get an answer. Dive you guys into that. Tomorrow. We'll have it by tomorrow. Anyway, he he'll be a, he's a legend because yeah. he's the first quarterback like that I've ever seen do it to that extent. Like this dude <laughs> was really he really rode it up to the wheels fell off. Like yeah, he was he the didn't first give off. And he like. <laughs> he was a guy yeah. who who was doing stuff receivers do. Yeah. He made receivers like the dude. The dude had a disguise. You know who else man. did that? Ryan I'm disguised. No, no, no one has had a, a nose and glasses and mustache. By the way, there's there's a clip in this where Josh Gordon says, "Johnny, you got to calm down." Wow. No, I'm making that. I was about to say. I was over here like this. Basically, we're to that point. Yeah. Dang. But, I, you know, the, the, but the, yeah. no, the, the. I forgot how good, just how good he was in college, though. He I had kind of forgotten that. You talking about how he won the Heisman? Yeah, I mean, he the guy was. the guy won the Heisman? They beat, he beat Alabama. Yeah. Let, let, me, let me give you this. It's crazy. The, anyway. The, the reason we fell in love with him was the fact that it was a miniature sized white guy embarrassing top notch SEC black dudes. I have never seen a <laughs> no for real. You get extra credit points for that. You do. Yeah. Like you if, do. if you a little small, like he looked like a little kid, and Nick Saban was on the sideline being like, I, I don't have no I don't have no answers for him. And it was weird because he had this little extra little gear where he was running around like it was it was in the street football, running around like this. And he was running away from top-notch SEC competition. I've never seen that before. <laughs> and it, it, it just it's crazy. Did, I think everybody should watch the documentary. We'll talk a lot more about it tomorrow. It, it is pretty interesting. Uh, and the fact that they don't talk that much about the Browns, who cares? It's not about the Browns. It's about him. I mean, yeah, I heard are... somebody say, somebody said was hating on, on the internet. Talking about it was, it, 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 it was a, it was a crack job done. <laughs> crack pipe job out of his, his family and friends and agents. Doesn't even mention the Browns. Why the hell does it have it, to mention the Browns? It did mention the Browns because he talked, I mean, talk about getting drafted. It doesn't bash the Browns really in any way. Yeah. So why, why, but, why does it need to, they yeah, need I to mean, play a prevalent I, role in it? I, I just want to see how he I, was. I don't think he came off good in it. So, uh, uh, you know, he, he may have some redemption now. Sound, I don't know. Sound like he was just Rob Gronkowski, but didn't have to study your habits. Yeah, but you can't uh, you can't get away with that shit as a quarterback, as you know. No, I mean, you it, cannot. He's yeah. so he's Kyler Murray. Probably way worse than that. <laughs> I'm sure Kyler Murray's doing some studying, right? Yeah, I, some. I, I have no idea. Yeah, a lot not. of people say know. no. <laughs> I mean, Kyler Murray's at least had some success in the league. Johnny Manziel had none. He didn't even care. Go ahead, Mikey. All right, so I actually got some fascinating news for you guys today. Go ahead. We now have a partnership Ooh. with Fanatics. Oh. And you guys can help us out. And by you guys, I mean the people. The link on your screen. Look at that. Fanatics.com slash UCSS. It's the Fanatics store. But if you use that link and make a purchase, you help us out. We get part of the money back. 
from that purchase and is now one of our presenting sponsors of the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show. You can get some sweet Browns gear. You help yourself out. You look fly on Sundays. Plus, you help us out in the long run, and that's a win-win for everyone. So check them out at fanatics.com slash UCSS. Anthony will drop the link in the chat. It's in the description of the YouTube video, and we're going to promote this a couple times a show for the next couple weeks as we get ready for the start of football season. But fanatics.com slash UCSS. Help yourself out. Help us out. It's a win-win for everybody. And with that, let's get into the show. By the way, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take folks behind the scenes because <laughs> so Steve Becker was was texting us in a group to see if my man Daryl Ryder, who's the Browns beat reporter for the fan, would come on our show. And Earl was saying, well, maybe we'll try to get him. And Steve was saying, there's zero chance they're going to let him on, guys. I'm going to tell you this right now. The fan is not going to let Daryl come on with us. Gee, you know that. Oh, no, that's not happening. There's zero chance. Daryl, all the guys from the fan want to come on this show. Lima. I haven't talked to Ken about it, but he'd, he'd, come, he'd love to come Dustin. on. Dustin, Nick, Jonathan, Daryl, they'd all love to come on. The station doesn't let them. It's unfortunate. It's petty, but that's what it is. So, yeah, they got, it's called them 360 deals. They're getting the publishing, the <laughs> merchandising, you had these touring. Deals. They, they, they have no free freedom. No freedom. Yeah, yeah, they so, get it they let me come on the show. See, see. Uh, you don't work full time. You, you indep- <laughs> you're, you're independent. You're an independent contractor. You're independent. Same, same as G. Bush, same as Earl. I, we independent. Listen, I'm, I work oh, for. Man. Hey, I don't. I work for no limit. I, I got distributing. I got. Man, distrib- I'm like. I'm like Dolph. I don't need no no. You no get, deal. you get you got the distributing deal. Independent. Yeah, I'm independent. I, <laughs> yeah, I, all I gotta sell is ten thousand, and I'm going and I'm going. I just made me a million dollars. I gotta sell ten thousand. Piece the Dolph, man. man. I'm independent. Shout out to man. No. Out of here, stay independent. But you know, a lot of cats say independent like they be thinking they're independent. No. You can't just pull off. Mm-hmm. Like, you, you, be wanna, you be asking them, hey, you want to come on, dog? You trying to come over on the podcast? <laughs> they're like, ah, I can't do that. They, <laughs> let, let, I, I'm not going to say who, but I asked, I, I was going to have one of the guys from the fan, one of my friends from the fan. No names. <laughs> no names. I won't say who it was because I don't want to put him in a Retribution. But I wanted one of them to be on my TV podcast, which G has been on, which Mikey will be on today. Has nothing to do with none of this. Nothing to do with sports. On my TV podcast. They didn't ask me. And they wouldn't let me. He wouldn't let him come on with me. So that's how petty they're being. So anyway, Daryl can't come on. All right. Well, with that news, let's get into the Browns here. (laughs) Yeah. We talked injuries at the defensive line yesterday. The injuries continue to pile up for the Browns in training camp. No one, none of their major stars have been banged up yet, at least that we know of. But yes, they have. Isaiah Thomas is out, according to you know. Uh, That's you're right. true. Earl, Earl was having a vigil for him. Earl yesterday. said the season's over with. <laughs> but we did you. learn, according to a Mary Kay report, that Jerome Ford, who's slated to be the backup running back to Nick Chubb this season, well, hold miss- on. Before we get to Jerome Ford, <laughs> okay, I'm going to ask Tyvis this. Yesterday we talked about Isaiah Thomas. Who's the other guy who's hurt? Alex Wright. Alex Wright. And Alex Wright. Yeah. On a, I said, on a scale of 1 to 10, how big a deal? G said 5. I, actually, G was wor- actually more panicked than, than Earl. <laughs> Earl said 4. I said 1 on a scale of 1 to 10. How big a deal is it? How, what would you say? That both of them is out? Yeah. Please say 6. Just to make sense. <laughs> no. Get honest. He don't think uh, 6. Come uh, on. 2 or 3. At most, right? Yeah. 2 or 3. I mean, you want depth there, but you got right. you you drafted guys, you brought guys in. I think it's I think they'll be fine. 
If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. I thought like these guys was game breakers. Like Isaiah Thomas had a good preseason, but regular season, he didn't do too much. And Alex, Alex Wright didn't do a lot in the regular season as well. So... The only thing is you missing the experience, but you brought yeah. in some guys that have some experience. He's got a mad look on his face. I always, I always ask y'all, like, <laughs> I, I ask you, like, you know, does it bother you guys that none of their draft picks play? <laughs> of course it does. None of them. It is funny to me, G, that a lot of people in this town, and I've been, I've been fair, you know, fair enough and even complimentary to Andrew Berry at times. But there's a lot of people in this town that talk about Andrew Berry as if he's like a sure thing GM. What is wrong with mean, him? They just don't, he's at best for the mediocre job. They don't what do you play mean they don't play? So, so, so Greg Newsom ain't the star again? So, DPJ so, is it on the contract so, so years? So you got to think about it. Jedrick Wills ain't a all. Jed? He what? He left tackle. Jedrick Wills. Left tackle. Oh, my goodness. Like, so. <laughs> star left tackle. What are you talking about? So, so like you said, Greg, they didn't play. I'm just talking about the front seven. Greg the, Newsom. The front, front. We'll, we'll get to those. Greg Newsom is yeah. a is a first round pick. Yeah, and technically he don't start. That's not true. He starts base. Uh, we we know them, them them Jedi mind tricks. That's base personnel. If uh, it's base personnel, uh, there's three uh, linebackers. Uh, he's uh, the opposite corner uh, of this. I, I feel who's gonna play more snaps. Him or Emerson? Although he did draft Emerson too. Though. Oh no, Emerson's yeah. gonna play more snaps than him. No, he's not. Yes, he is. No, he he's play, not. Who play? Who played more snaps last year? Him, I don't know about that. Can we look at that? He's on the field and can, base personnel. Can, can and, we look and, at that? Number, can we get that? Can we pull that stat up? I'm looking it up, but I'm 99% sure it's Emerson. Just ahead. why? Because he was hurt. Hey, well, see, now you're walking it back. <laughs> and you're okay. You, you he okay? Got, okay, he got hurt. You been walking. Now here's the thing. You got Jordan Elliott, third round pick. He's, he was slot. He slotted as a starter. Listen, I saw him start in the Hall of Fame game. That looks bad. Didn't it? Hey, G. <laughs> hey, G, did, real did, quick. Uh, Tyvis is actually right. <laughs> New, 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 New plays slightly oh. more snaps. Can, can, can I get the number? <laughs> yeah, Newsom played 907. Mm. Emerson played 877. You hate to see it. Sorry. Keep working, champ. <laughs> Keep going, champ. Tyvis needs some redemption after so. Okay, so here's what, here's what we're saying. So he's splitting reps. Who? He's splitting reps. That's 900. Bro, I'm literally telling you right now. If they go base personnel with three linebackers, it's Denzel and Greg Newsom. So the only time Martin's coming in is if they're an 11 by the way, or guys, 10 personnel. It doesn't matter because he drafted both those guys anyway. So yes. you'll give him credit yeah. for that. Yeah. <laughs> However, Isaiah Thomas yeah. doesn't play, or he's not going to play he now. Was he drafted or was he undrafted? Is he drafted? Seventh round pick. Okay, seventh round. Uh, third round pick, right? We, we splitting hairs. We talking about a seventh round pick. Okay, well, we, Alex Wright is the third round Do pick. Do you think Andrew Berry's done a good job drafting? No. Okay. <laughs> uh, no, David no. Bell, Schwartz, they don't play. Um, 
It's just rough, man. It's, <coughs> it, now here's the thing. I think he's done a great job trading picks and getting what he needs. Now I, I do, I do think we are, that, we are best in the business. I, when, and when it comes to if, if this you was trade a, that a first pick away or that second round pick away, he's whatever he got. He's great at bam. He's great at trades. His trade game is on a hundred. Yeah. Well, that 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 we'll find out for sure based on what Watson does this year because that was the biggest trade. Yes, I agree. Uh, yeah, so not that I would really blame him if Watson. Ended up not working and out. Nobody, nobody was mad. Nobody him. was mad at the trade because you needed to do something. Well, some people were. The, some of the Baker oh, because of apologists. The, I certainly wasn't. I was it, going nuts about the if, trade. If I Deshaun didn't come with the baggage, a lot of people would have been like, "I see why you did that." Of course, exactly. Of course, the only people that were mad about it were the yes, the baggage people and the. Extreme Johnny Manziel fluffer, uh, Baker Mayfield. Fluffers. I was about to say you well, that well, documentary I, on your yeah. head. I believe, I believe, I believe that the people that bring up the three first round draft picks is still Baker apologists. Like there's still, <laughs> yes. it's still, it's still there. Like it is what it is. At this, like, at this point, we talk about three first round picks, and then we're like, bro, but that was two years ago, and t- like we we already on the cart, we already <laughs> on the plane right now. But here's what I will will say. Um, is, is it catastrophic? No, because you got one of the best defensive ends and you got the one of the best tandems and you did a good job of getting oboe out there. So now you got three really, really good defensive ends. Okay. Um, we've talked about Miles Garrett and, and how he, he slowed down at the end of the year. Zadarius Smith, who slowed down at the end of the year. He what, was hurt. He was hurt. Yeah, give you that. So that's part of slowing down. Miles was hurt too. Just part of slowing down. He I need another. Inflicted, but you know, I would yeah. feel much better if they go out and say, Give me a proven defensive end that's played some snaps. Like who? Melvin Ingram. We talked about I like Melvin after. Ingram. I like him. Find, find Mel- me. Is he a fit in Melvin what they is, do? I feel like Melvin is more – I mean, it would work because, yeah. I mean, nowadays these these RNs are standing up, so it would yeah. work. Right. But he is up there in age. Was, I mean, Melvin if you – what are you saying? How, how, how are you using Melvin Ingram? I, I just want another rush in. Okay, so you just I, I don't even I don't, I mean, if I'm you not base for what I don't care about the, the, the one base. out of three snaps. That's all I want. Oh, okay, yeah. Fourth pass rush. Yeah, I mean, yeah. That, I'm he looking fit that. Role. I'm looking if he still for got the motor and can still go. Yeah, that's did what he just I, won the Super Bowl last year. Was he with the Chiefs or did he go to I Pittsburgh? I can't remember. Melvin Ingram. Well, yeah, who he's he with the Dolphins last year. Oh, Dolphins. Yeah, we talked about. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, let's switch this now to running back because you had some, you know, backup. Not useless pieces, but but guys were not super important that got hurt on the defensive line. Now, maybe even a guy who's a little more important because Jerome Ford was probably solidly the second running back on this team. Now, I said the other day that <coughs> I think they're, they were going to use a few different guys mm-hmm. in different times. Uh, Jerome Ford, there you go, from, from Mary Kay, <laughs> says the injury will miss some time, whatever that means. His status... For the team season opener is in doubt. Oh, hell no. Nah. Well, listen. Hell yeah. no. Listen, I know y'all want to hear this, but I'm going to say it anyway. Oh, boy. Okay. It's not, I'm not hitting the panic button at all. Okay. Zero? I, nah. And I'm not on the go get Zeke thing. And I love you. Wow. Zeke. I love you, Zeke. But there's not that. right now. This ain't the time. I want. No. I want Zeke to. I need to start running back to go down for Zeke to get. He some, don't you want can get no, that bag, Zeke. That's he, why I want you to wait. But no. that's not with the Brown situation. If Jerome Ford isn't available, they'd be fine. I think Demetric Felton is perfect for exactly what Jerome Ford does. Jerome Ford is a guy that catches the ball out the backfield. What is Demetric Felton? He actually played in the slot. 
Demetri or Jerome Ford is a good returner. What Demetri Felton do? He's a good returner. I mean, we've seen him in the Hall of Fame game, so I don't think it's necessarily time to hit the panic button because Demetri Felton can do a lot of the things that you asked Jerome Ford to do or that you were going to utilize him for anyways. If this becomes more of a passing attack, you want to pass him running back back there, Demetri Felton is there for that. And John Kelly has shown, you know, through many years that he's at least dependable and reliable to at least run between the tackles and get some tough yardage. If that offensive line is as good as we think it will be, then it doesn't matter who's at running back. We've seen Dearness Johnson back there. He had a solid game. We've seen running backs that was third string come in there and have solid games behind yeah. this offensive line. So I don't think it's necessarily time to hit the panic button. And plus, Nick Chubb is healthy. Nick Chubb's going to take a lot of snaps anyways. I think if you put Demetric Felton in there, he still can do exactly what you need Jerome Ford to do. It's not time to hit the panic button, not over no running back, especially when you're trying to pass the ball. G. Bush. Ah, boy. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, hilarious, man. Uh, you know, I, I look at this, and I'm, I'm sitting there and taking when when I figure out that it's a hamstring. And, and this is what I've been, telling, I've been telling people all along, man. When we be saying we don't be need nobody, we don't need this people, we don't need that person. What be happening really is you 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 projecting people to be healthy the whole season. Now, if you look at it, the depth that you thought you had or you thought you was really doing your thing with, Jerome Ford was going to be a big part of what they want to do offensively. Now you look at you use your depth at both defensive end spots. You've lost some depth, and we haven't even touched nobody yet. We ain't played a preseason game. Ain't no, these guys will probably be out to game two or three, maybe four, um, when you're talking about this in, in, in terms of, of what they're doing. And I, I just would like to, to let people know um, our first four games is against division rivals. Mm -hmm. These guys cannot afford to come out here talking about injuries. The first four, the Browns, well, you know, they were so banged up. Well, listen, you're going to get fired, bro. So my thing is this. It, it, do, ask yourself, do you want to hedge your bet and use the resources that you have? Because if you don't and you lose these games, there's no reason, that, there's no there's no sense in you trying to act like, well, well, Hey, we, I was gonna. I, I was just trying to be f fiscally responsible. No, bro, this is it. Let me ask you a question. This is it. Let me ask you a question. Mm -hmm. Who are you lobbying for them yeah. to go get it running back? And for because you you seem nervous about this. No, no, I'm I'm talking about a whole holistic approach. Oh, okay. I'm so, holistic. so this ain't got nothing to do with the running back. So, but so, do you want them to sign a veteran back? I would sign. I'm definitely signing a veteran who you, back. Who? who? I wouldn't. I wouldn't really want Zeke just because I, I want I want somebody with a little bit. Oh, okay. We got some people up here. Okay. <laughs> All right. Um, no, I'm Leonard Fernandez. No, we can't do that. Okay. You're, you're a middle guard. Yeah. Um, Zeke. Zeke. Guard. Zeke. Your, your, your face. You know. Your, your facial hair is too heavy. Um, Daryl Henderson. Kareem Hunt already signed. No, he didn't. He, he actually did, didn't he sign. Out. Yeah. Nobody. There was no buzz on his name for months. He actually got a yesterday. With the Colts. There was a report he was signed with the Saints. And then at the last second, apparently the Colts called his agent and said, come to Indianapolis, we'll offer you more money. Well, I like the Jonathan Taylor said. situation in Camara. Yeah, right. I like what Bulls just said. Bulls said, put some buzz on my name. Right. <laughs> he yeah. had no buzz That's on his name. Wait, Zeke, wait, baby. Uh, just by wait. The way, just wait. <laughs> listen, I agree with, with the point of what you said that I don't want to care about. I don't care about the fiscal responsibility, any of that shit. I'm with you on there. Yeah. But, but I agree with everything Ty has said before that well, he's, you, he's dead on the money. Thank you. We do not need Zeke on this team. He is not a fit. Zeke, Zeke's strengths at this point is goal line and fourth down, you know, 
We got Nick Chubb. We don't need Zeke Elliott. Plus, as you said, Zeke still thinks he's a starter. He's not going to be happy being Nick Chubb's backup. He might say he is, but he won't be. He's not that. He's an alpha dog. He, he's not going to want to come here and be the number two guy. I don't know if there's an opportunity for him to be a number one guy, but as you say, if a starter gets hurt somewhere, then maybe he has that opportunity. I, I don't see that here. I'm fine if they want to bring in another back, but bring in another young guy that's somewhere from another team <coughs> that maybe you see. But I think Demetric Felton, I agree with you. I think he's got the same type of skill set as Ford. I also like what I've seen from Kelly in the preseason. He hasn't, I think he's only had like 30 NFL carries. But it, uh, but none of these guys interest me. I certainly don't want Green Hunt back. <laughs> well, well, <his>, Dalvin <laughs> Cook's going to be too much money. He's How, not a it, not, Dal, yeah, Dalvin Cook is the, the only guy I see on this list that would be like, ooh. Like you, you know, you going through a bargain yeah. band, you bargain sale. You be like, "Ooh, let me see this." Like, oh, $10.99. Yeah, let's I just it. think eventually somebody's gonna pay him a good yeah, amount. I mean, of money. let's let's call it what it is. Yeah. All right? the, the way things has been trending in Cleveland, Elijah Moore has been in the backfield anyway. So that's a that's a mismatch for anybody that's checking him anyway. Doing that, doing that Debo. Yeah, doing that. De- they got that little package in there for him. So worst Washington case scenario, did that with Curtis Samuel last year. Yeah. You know? it, it, it's a part. Like they they will be fine. Like Nick Chubb, Demetri Fell. John Kelly and maybe you sprinkle some Elijah Moore in there. They will be fine. Uh, I mean, uh, especially for uh, y'all complaining about running backs, yeah. where they don't even want to pay him anyway. So how many so, touches uh, did you think Jerome Ford was going to get on average? Touches in a game? In a game? How, how many did you think? Like before eight, this like injury, seven or eight. Okay, is that fair? Seven yeah, or eight touches? Maybe. They, I, I'm not going to worry <laughs> about it, you know, seven eight touches. Here's what I will say. I'll throw it out here. I, you know, I'm, I'm more. I don't. I don't like no problems. Like if I got company coming over, I'm overstocking my refrigerator. Yeah, I hear Some, you. somebody might come over and wanted to eat the whole thing up, so I'm gonna have some extras in there. <laughs> but I will take this. I did reach out so, to somebody close to Deshaun Watson's camp. Oh man, insider. And uh, he did tell me. I said, look. <laughs> he said, yo. I said, how you? You know what are you doing? How you looking? He said, man. 707 is a beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. He's been rocking and rolling. You got to come out here. I say, ah, same way I can't watch that movie. I got a lot of doing, but <laughs> can't watch that right now. I got a lot of stuff going on. He, <laughs> sa- he says to me, and this is facts. He said, look, I said, well, you know, I didn't really ask you this question. How do you feel? How does he feel about, you know, the, 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 the different pieces on the offense and defense? Because there's been rumors of people like we had, uh, what's his name? DeAndre Hopkins and blah, blah, blah. He said, verbatim, he said, yo, <laughs> he says this is the, the most talented group he's ever played with. I said, what, so you mean that's offense or defense? It he is. He said, offensively? It is. He is, this is, this I is mean, the best unit the he's only, ever listen, played with. The only and I thought thing that was, he played I, on, so, I mean, they won games with him the, for his first two full seasons, but they weren't very talented. The you only had, thing he lacks is somebody to stretch the field, and which Marquise Goodwin's injury is the, yeah. the big hit to that. But if he gets a guy that can vertically stretch the field, yeah, every yeah, Elijah well, Moore gonna... is better than anybody he had in the slot. They don't not Amari Cooper runs routes better than anybody he's ever played with. Probably, but he's outside. not better than DeAndre Hopkins overall. No, because DeAndre Hopkins yeah, is. The, Right. I, mean, I, yeah, I, yeah. I thought that I was I thought that was eye opening. I'm like, wow, okay. Like he he really like, the joke he likes, than people give him he credit. likes the roster. And if you like it as is, yeah. 
Like, hey, look, hey, hey, look, hey, but you, hey, look, that's on you, dog. You also, but you now, you also, got no you vouch for him. Yeah, it means your peoples. Well, you ain't got no choice as a quarterback. But I told you they gotta save yeah. that. My everybody was talking about the DP or the Donovan. The God dang, I can't get that boy name on my hand. DeAndre Hopkins stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I told you they gotta save some money. Now you got these injuries. You got these guys going down. You signed D-Hop, guess what you're not going to be able to sign? Okay, I like Some that. Some of these missing Pete, the, you can't get that DN. You can't get I that like running that. back. I like that. You was talking about, oh, no, don't worry well, about don't that want, now. You just all said we don't want him, or at least you and I said we don't want him to spend on a running back anyway. No, I don't, but I'm saying, yeah. it, it, at least if it, if it, it comes to that option. situation, you have that luxury. I don't know. Now, there's always a way around the No, cap. it ain't. Yes, <laughs> if he come and knock on the door, like, listen, this ain't going to work. Now, here's now here's the scary part, right? The scary part is this. Um... Any any injuries or significant time off for Amari Cooper or Nick Chubb, and now 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 we yeah now, that's a problem. Now we got a problem. Now we that's a problem. We, any significant and when I say significant, we talk about they say four weeks, four to six weeks. Oh no no no. Now I will, listen, if Nick, if Nick Chubb goes down, don't you say that. Listen, don't you don't you say what I think you're about to say. Don't you tell me. <laughs> Nick don't Chubb, you tell me that. Nick Chubb goes down. I think they, I think they won't be as bad. I think they still could win games. I well, I was because just it, say, it would turn into a shootout. I agree with you. I don't think it's as much as I love Nick Chubb. I don't think it's as big a deal, <laughs> only because if only Deshaun if Watson Deshaun is back, Watson if Deshaun is back, Watson's back, it would turn if into a shootout. If he's not back, they're not going to be yeah. any good anyway. Yeah. So it doesn't matter. I, I th- but I, remember, if Deshaun Watson at his best was a top five receiver, a top five quarterback, right? Top five. He was at his best in Houston. If he gets back to that, and when I say top five, it's okay if he's six or seven. You know, you know what I'm getting at, all right? If he's that in that super elite group of quarterbacks, which he's capable of, you don't if agree. he gets back to that, then the, only the super elites can survive without stars. Right. The super elites only. That's it. I'm not, nobody's denying G that the Browns won't be worse with Nick Chubb. Agree with I, I, think, I don't think the season's over if Nick I, Chubb gets I, there. I think they could possibly still make the playoffs. Yeah, but I think that with Nick Chubb and Deshaun Watson, you could win a Super Bowl. I don't think you can win a Super it Bowl. It would be much harder because much harder. because one of the areas that every team struggles with, and the Browns especially, when two days ago, I was just watching the camp when when it when you get inside the ten yard line. All that other stuff. No, that, it, ain't that, no, it ain't no room. Ain't no room to run all that. But you, know, but you know why? who helps that? That's why Elijah Moore is in the backfield because people ain't like, oh, my goodness. You got a, you got a wide receiver in the backfield, not yeah. linebackers checking him. Like, well, that, that's crazy. I need, I need to be able to, especially with that offensive yeah. line, they're one of the biggest. And then not, and, let, and DeWan Jones can yeah. still be put in a heavy package. Let's put him in. In it running back, man. Oh, Jones. Jones. What is this, the fridge? All right, let, let's, <laughs> let's leave it there for now. We'll send it to Mikey. Go ahead, Mike. Yeah, just a reminder to everybody that if you have not already liked and subscribed to the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show channel, please do that. It takes two seconds. It helps us out in the long run. And it shows that you guys appreciate the content we're putting out, and you guys know we appreciate you guys. All the same for tuning in with us every day. Big numbers already this morning, and we appreciate you guys. And with that, let's bring in our next guest. He is one of the hosts of the Peacock and Williamson NFL Show, which is a national podcast covering the biggest stories from around the league, hosted by NFL analyst Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson, who Matt is joining us now from Steelers training camp behind enemy lines. But we are glad to have Matt making his debut today. What's up, Matt? How you doing? 
Hey, how's it going? My apologies. I'm from my uh, tiny little dorm room here in St. Vincent College at Steeler Training Camp. So I hope I sound okay, but uh, good to be here. It's going to be fun. Man, that you just, Matt, you just gave me chills down my spine because this <laughs> looks just like two of their camp at Ohio University in them small dorms. Do they at least got you together with an AC? Do you have a window unit? The whole dorm is air conditioned, so it's come a long way since the uh, the Joe Green days. But it's you know, we're sharing a shower. It's rough. Uh, <laughs> it's getting to be a little old. I'm ready to go home. Matt, Steeler fans are going on and on about Kenny Pickett. Um, yeah. Now we want the Steelers to suck 100. percent I hope they lose every it. game this year. In fact, I want them to lose every game the rest of the history of their franchise. That'd be great. Uh, I'm not a believer in Kenny Pickett, but I wonder if maybe I'm being biased because I hate the Steelers. So, are, are you? Uh, to me, Kenny Pickett is Jimmy Garoppolo, Mac Jones, that level of quarterback. He's just a guy along for the ride, maybe. Uh, am I wrong about that? Is he going to be better than that? I think he's better than that. And, and I'll be honest. I mean, my career, I was at Pitt for three years as a recruiting assistant. The, the one year I, I was a scout was for your guys' brownies back in the day. Um and I didn't love Kenny coming out of school. I thought he was that type of guy. I thought he was a game manager, uh, you know, but the more I watched him and more I've been around him, and maybe I'm biased, I'll be honest. You're around these guys, it's a little hard not to be. He is a much better playmaker, athlete than I expected, um, tremendous leader, good accuracy, enough arm strength, the, the little baby hands thing hasn't popped up. I have high hopes. I mean, I have high hopes in that I think he could be a 10 to 14th best starting quarterback in the league type of guy. Now, is that good enough to beat Lamar, Burrow, Watson, and all the and Mahomes, et cetera? That's where I have my questions. But I think he'll be a good starting NFL quarterback. Well, Matt, what, you just mentioned Watson. Um, where do you where do you project him to be at? Um, you know, there's a lot of people who put a lot of emphasis on the six games and. They kind mm -hmm. of forget about the rest of the stuff that he did prior to that. Um, if he does, if he is back to what Watson used to be, um, what, do, what does that rank him in the division, and where does that put him uh, in the, I guess, the pecking order with the league? Where he used to be to me was somewhere between the second and fourth best quarterback in the league. I mean, I thought he was really, really playing well before this unbelievable stint of being off. And frankly, I thought he was horrible last year. I, I don't know if you guys agree or not, but yeah, I thought he was. Yes, yes. Yeah, I, mean, I think that's undeniable. I don't know how to comment on him. I, I'm not ignoring your guys' question at all, but I think he's the hardest player in the league right now to evaluate. I heard you guys kind of chatting right before I came on. I really like what the Browns have done to build around him. I mean, I adore Nick Chubb. I think he's the best back in the league. But it's going to be Deshaun's offense, not Chubb's. You know, I mean, it's going to be more shotgun. I think Elijah Moore is a tremendous addition. I like Tillman a lot as well for now and the long term. So I don't know. I mean, I do think there's a couple things, even at his best, that were problematic. Is he takes a lot of sacks. He holds the ball a long time. And I think his arm is good, not great, which worries me just for – Late weather, you know, Cleveland, as we all know. I mean, again, I, I spent a year there with the Browns. It's much different than Pittsburgh, I mean, by the lake there. I mean, so I think his arm is fine. It's just not tremendous. But where does that stack up against Mahomes, Allen, Burrow, 
Herbert. I mean, all these guys in the AFC. Lawrence is coming on like gangbusters. To say he's going to be in that company, I think, is possible, but probably far-fetched. I mean, those guys are just so tremendous right now, particularly Mahomes, of course. When you look at this AFC North, you know, obviously the Browns finish in last mm -hmm. place. You're in Pittsburgh. They've never finished under 500 with Mike Tomlin. Yeah. You know, where do you see the Browns fitting in? You know, Baltimore, obviously, they've gotten better with adding wide receivers and changing offense coordinators. Where does the Browns stack up in this AFC North in your eyes? I think it's the best division in football. I don't think there's a below average team in the group. Um I, I hate to throw this out there, but I just have to. I can't help myself. My apologies. But the last time the Browns in this division, you know, f finished ahead of the Steelers was 1989. You know, so there's some history here that shows that the black and gold who don't have the star power that, that Cleveland does just has a better pension for winning football games. And I trust their coach the most in the division, followed by Harbaugh. Um I'm really worried about this Joe Burrow injury, though. I mean, a plant leg calf. And this guy didn't have any training camp last year because he appendectomy. He blew out his knee before that. Early in his career, he was just beat to death But, but when they didn't have any offensive linemen. I think he's by far or clearly the best quarterback in the division, and the Bengals are the team to beat. But I don't like how they're trending right now. I have some questions about the Ravens' defense, especially their defensive front. You know, now with their, their coordinator change a year ago, they don't rely on blitz for pressure. They need a front four to get there, and I don't think they have the pass rushers to do it. I'm really excited about the Ravens' offense overall and, and the changes that you referenced, but we don't know that's going to be a success. You know, I mean, it, it, that's the biggest scheme change in the entire league. There absolutely could be growing pains. But frankly, I probably give the uh, I probably give the Bengals a thirty five percent chance to win the division. The Browns and Steelers around twenty five ish, something in that neighborhood. But all these teams are just going to beat the dirt out of each other six times a year. <laughs> and I think Cincinnati's clearly the team to beat. But it's a really really good division. Now, what is uh, you mentioned Elijah Moore? There's a lot of hype for him. We all think we're all optimistic about his potential but there hasn't been much production the first two years I know it was a Jets team with bad quarterback play uh, but he was unhappy there he you know was complaining about getting opportunities what happened there and what makes you think he'll be much better here because I think he's a tremendous route runner I think he's highly highly competitive and I think his style of game fits the league really well he's a separator he explodes out of his breaks He's a technician. He's good on the outside. He's good on the uh, in the slot. I don't know what happened in New York, but I tend, in this instance, I tend to side with the player. And frankly, he had some of the worst quarterback play in the entire league for his career. I think it was one of the best moves of the offseason for the Browns to go get this guy. You, you, Matt, another big guy uh, that we got, went out and got – Two guys, Dalvin Tomlinson um, and uh, Zadarius yeah. Smith. Um, when you t when you go back and we had uh, one of the beat reporters for the Vikings on, he talked about how much they love Dalvin Tomlinson and, and what he was able to do for them uh, in the middle. It gives you a little more pass rush than, than meets the eye. And then Zadarius Smith, the guy who they thought was playing at a you know defensive player year type caliber. 
um, in the first game, first half of the season. Um, you mix that with Miles Garrett and Jim Schwartz with his emphasis on getting upfield with the quarterback or getting after the quarterback and penetrating. What type of what type of defense can the Browns be up front um, if they're able to kind of put things together? Light years better than last year. I'll be honest. I thought their defensive tackle room last year was one of the worst position groups in the entire league. And Tomlinson is a stabilizing professional player that gives you a little bit of pass rush, but is going to hold the point and let those those smaller linebackers run and hit. I thought the, the Browns were very weak up the middle last year, starting with the front. And I don't think that that'll be the case. I don't know what you'll get out of Ika in his first year, but I'm sure you'll get quality snaps on early downs. Tomlinson is a high quality player. I wouldn't call him a star, but he's a thousand times better than what they played with before. And the beauty of Darius Smith, too, is he's going to kick inside on in passing situations and be a real force that way. You guys didn't even mention Isaiah McGuire. That was one of my favorite draft picks in the entire draft. And Akaronquo, whose name I butcher all the time, but I think was a tremendous signing. So I think this defensive front, especially in Jim Schwartz's system, is going to be extremely good. And I'm strongly leaning to making my defensive player of the year pick being Miles Garrett. Mm. Well, I'm glad you was bringing up defense because I, my next question is about the secondary and particularly not the corners, but the safety position. You know, they bring mm -hmm. in Juan Thornhill to be a true post safety. And I love that. But I do believe and tell me if you if I'm if I'm overhyping this. I think that Grant Dale Pitt is a huge piece that needs to be good on this defense because he has to be essentially the Malcolm Jenkins of this defense. And, you know, Malcolm Jenkins was known for covering running backs, covering tight ends, covering slots. Do you see Dale Pitt being that type of or safety? I think it's a really pivotal year in his career. I love him coming out of school. I think there's a ton of ability there. I think the system fits him well. I kind of feel like it's put up or shut up time for him. And, I lean towards him doing well because I, I did really like him quite a bit coming out. I also want to mention Rodney McLeod. You guys probably know better than I do, but he's at least the reliable, stabilizing force back there. I think he's a nice pickup too. Matt, uh, getting back to the Steelers here for a second, you know, mm -hmm. their offensive line's been an issue the last couple of years. I know it improved last year a little bit. How good is it? Is it still a problem? Like, they haven't run, you know, the Steelers, we always think of running with the Steelers, but their running game hasn't been particularly great uh, in the last couple of years. Uh, so what do you make of their running game and their offensive line right now? So if you go look at the numbers, any of the advanced stats in particular, EPA, things of that nature, this offense was dismal before their week nine bye, just horrible. And they played really good teams. After their bye, Pickett played a thousand times better. The running game really came along. Now, it's not an explosive running game. I mean, they do not break long runs, but they were at the top of the league in running against eight-man boxes. They were at the top of the league and not having any negative runs. So they consistently churn out five, six, three yards, and that's very Najee Harris-like. So a couple notes about the offense overall. Last year, the Steelers' offense was by far the youngest in the league. And they also were by far the healthiest in the league. So that's going to work two ways. Chances are you're going to get more banged up. That's just bound to happen. And their offensive line, they started the same five guys from start to finish. That never, ever happens. But you also look at it and say, well, all these guys are a year older, too. If they were that young, now they've been in NFL stadiums and know how to win. 
You add Isaac Solomalu at left guard. That was their weakest spot last year. He's a really good player. And Brod- I don't think Broderick Jones will start from week one. I think he's going to be a bit of a project, but eventually he's going to be the starting left tackle. So I think the line's in a really good spot. Doesn't have a lot of star power and doesn't get the recognition, but it really came around as the season went on. Um, Matt, I'm looking at the at totality of everything in the AFC, and um, I haven't I haven't seen it just stacked in a long time. I mean, you take yeah. a look at the Dolphins with the two receivers that they got. Um, shame Jalen Ramsey is out, but they were making moves. You take a look mm-hmm. at the teams like the Jets who uh, got Aaron Rodgers, brought in receivers. Sauce Gardner is a guy over there. Defense is really good with the Jets. Uh, Justin Herbert, you know, it's, it's kind of kind of put up. It seems like this is the Justin Herbert, A, are you in that, that mix or really not? Like, we really want to see what you're doing coming up to get where, where Allen and Burrow is. And then, obviously, you got teams like the Browns and, 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 and the Jacksonville Jaguars, like who you said, are coming on uh, very strong. This might be yeah. the most competitive I've ever seen in a league. And it's crazy. Just for outside-the-box thinking, how, how is the NFL able to do this? How, like, every single year, there's a, a competitive team, and it looks like it's stacked from 1 to, to 12. Yeah, it's, it's, the AFC is brutal right now. Real quick, though, your team and my team, the Browns and the the Steelers, are really fortunate in terms of outside the division, they don't really play a lot of the big dogs in the conference. You know, so the schedule's not so bad for both those teams compared to a lot of these teams we're talking about. I mean, the Chiefs, the Bills, the Bengals, the Jaguars, they all play each other. I mean, that's going to be a brutal gauntlet, you know, for all those teams, let alone the divisions they're in. But what's amazing to me is maybe eight of the top 10 quarterbacks are all in the same conference. And most of them are extremely young. You know, this isn't Brady and Ben and Peyton Manning at the end of their career. Like, the best is ahead for these guys. Maybe Pickett, maybe Watson, who knows. But I know the other guys are already great or, you know, have very little questions about. So I say this all the time on Pittsburgh Radio is like, I think the Steelers will be a better team than they were last year. They still might not make the playoffs. <laughs> they, I mean, they still wow. is going to be an uphill right. time to compete. And the same is true for the Browns, the Jaguars, the Chargers. You know, I mean, they got this Mahomes guy who's Michael Jordan's in the conference. Too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Matt, Matt, you know, we got a guy. You know, one of our producers back behind the curtain had this issue with Isaiah Thomas going down yesterday, um, and I uh, and Alex Wright. Will you tell us what it is about McGuire that you like and please ease his mind and tell him that things they're panicking. They're panicking, Matt. Tell them how crazy they are. Please. I think he's a really good prospect. I think he's tough. He's physical. He holds the point well. I thought he'd be a day two pick. They got him in the fourth round. I think he's got size. He's got physicality. He plays hard. Bigger end that maybe he could kick inside, kind of like Smith, you know, in time after he learns a little bit. Um, he's got good length. I, I thought he was a much better prospect than where he went in the draft. It wouldn't have shocked me if he was a second-round pick, but he is a rookie. Mikey McNuggets, you have a question. Go ahead for Matt. Yeah, Matt, how long have you been involved in scouting NFL draft prospects? Wow. So to give you some idea, I turned 50 this year. I'm an old man. So my first paid job, I was at Pitt for three years doing recruiting and that was Antonio Bryant's last year and both of Larry's year 
to give you some idea. So I was there with all of Larry Fitzgerald's practices, helped recruit him, all those good things. Helped to, helped recruit Darrell Revis to Pitt, who just went in the Hall of Fame. So I'm an old man. And then I went to Akron for just an eight-month stretch before we built this relationship with the Browns, and I scouted for the Browns for one year. So I got hired the day after they drafted Kellen Winslow Jr., and I got fired the day after we, we selected Braylon Edwards, as did everybody in the building, you know, when Romeo took over. Then I was at ESPN for 10 years and been doing, so I've been doing it that long. Since, since Larry Fitzgerald was 18 years old, I guess is the best way to put it. All right, so the guy on our show, Tyvis Powell, who's asked a couple of questions, Tyvis, do you happen to remember your scouting report on Tyvis coming out of Ohio State in 2015? I do not. I apologize. <laughs> Well, here, I'll, I'll fill it in He's, for you. I, I, you should have you you thought right about here. Jim Thorpe, you know. The guy should have won the Jim Thorpe Award. Best DB Jeez. you ever seen. Greatest hips. Well, cover speed. Everything, you know. It was just a, a <laughs> jack of all trades. What, what, what about Johnny Football there, Matt? I was not a fan <laughs> at all. <laughs> I didn't think his game would translate well at all. I thought he was so reliant on Mike Evans, and I think I was right. Who's the quarterback – you, you got to be honest here. We're taking you at your word. Who's the quarterback that you thought was going to be good? Nobody else thought they were going to be good, and you were right about. And who's the quarterback you thought was going to be good, but he turned out not to be good? Okay. So I'm on record, and few were at the time. I thought Pat Mahomes was the best quarterback in his draft class. You know, several went ahead of him, Watson, Trubisky. Right. And I was a – and same with Lamar. I thought Lamar and Mahomes were the best quarterbacks in their respective classes. And I think I was right. Well, Josh Allen's in the mix. Yeah. I also found this kid named Joe Flacco at Audubon High School many, many moons ago that nobody would offer. And we beat Ohio University on him. So I, that's one of my feathers in my cap many, many moons ago. <laughs> could have changed my whole Man, you could have changed our whole damn trajectory. <laughs> Joe Flacco. Man. Good gracious. <laughs> and who'd you get it wrong on? Who'd you get it wrong on, man? I was a big Wentz believer. I pretty much have to, I think that ship has sailed. I'm still a Jameis Winston believer. Maybe I'm crazy, but I think he could be Geno Smith late in his career, but I thought he was going to be a star. I did too. Got Wait, his, Matt, Matt, got I got to follow up fixed. on something you just said. You liked Lamar. You liked Mahomes. You didn't like Manziel. What was the difference when you looked at those guys and how – Kind of Lamar, really Lamar and Manziel, how Lamar played as the free-flowing scrambler, kind of make stuff up on the mm -hmm. fly as opposed to Manziel that made you like Lamar. And not This Lockdown Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box, and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on. Must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. Johnny Football. I think those two that end up making it are 
way, way, way more gifted. I mean, I thought Manziel was a very overrated athlete. And frankly, this kind of is true for Baker Mayfield, too. Like, if you're a smaller quarterback, and Russell Wilson's dealing with this right now, if you're a shorter quarterback, it still matters. But you better be really fleet of foot and elusive in the pocket. And I thought Mayfield and Manziel didn't have that, nor did I think that they were close to the runners or creators so certainly the runner that Lamar is. I mean, he's as good as you ever see. But I thought that Mahomes was a much better creator with the football, with more safety to his game without compromising aggression. Matt, if uh, every NFL team was redrafting, if you were redrafting mm-hmm. the entire NFL right now, uh, forget contracts, but factor in guys' yeah. age, obviously Patrick Mahomes would go first. Who would yes. go second? I think Josh Allen quickly f- followed by Burrow. Okay, and Jalen Hurts. Would any team take Jalen Hurts over Burrow? I don't think so. Okay. Uh, he would be sixth or seventh on my list. I would okay. still take Herbert over him. I would still take Lamar over him. Maybe that. Maybe Lawrence. Okay. Uh, really, really quickly, Matt. Who's the first in that scenario? Who's yeah. the first non-quarterback off the board? Ooh, Justin Jefferson certainly comes to mind. If you think about age, yeah, I would think, I think there's five elite edge rushers. There's Miles Garrett. There's TJ Watt. There's Max Crosby, who I would put fifth. There's Nick Bosa and Micah Parsons. Yeah. So Parsons would probably be my first defensive pick. If you had to bet on one of the on these players getting in the Hall of Fame or not today. Miles Garrett, Joel Batonio, Nick Chubb. Yay or nay, Hall of Fame, if you had to bet today. Yay, but not Batonio. He's, not he's great. Team. Yeah, I just don't think – I'm thinking of guards that went in recently. I wouldn't put him in the Hutchinson Fanica class. I'd put him behind a Zach Martin of this era. So I think he's a just-missed Hall of Very Good Running backs are a weird conversation, though, yeah, because none of these guys – like, look at Derrick Henry's, you know, career rushing yards. It's really low on the list, but you look at Henry and think, that guy's a Hall of Famer, right? You know, maybe one or two good years. And I think Chubb's in the same boat, but none of those guys are going to ever end up top five all-time rushing leaders. You know, like, yeah. people just don't run the ball enough, and they yeah. don't play as long anymore. But if you compare Chubb to the players of his era – I think he's even better than Henry, and if he does it for three or four more years, I think he's going to have a really strong case. I agree, and I think when it comes to not only running backs, but quarterbacks and wide receivers, we have to Mm -hmm. look at the numbers differently than we used to. For quarterbacks and receivers, there's got to be higher levels to reach and because you're going to have quarterbacks that are good, that are putting up better numbers than, you know, current Hall of Famers, and vice versa with running backs. It's, you got to look at the numbers a little differently. Matt, great stuff, man. We appreciate it. Appreciate you, man. That was fun. Thanks a lot, guys. Thanks, man. Thank you. All right, that was good, Matt. Yeah, he's good. Yeah, good insight uh, yeah, on the entire yeah. division. Uh huh. I like that. I like him. Can we yeah, he, p- bring him back up? Yeah. We will bring Matt back. He is a member of the Peacock and Williams NFL show. It's part of Lockdown Network, which is part of our bigger network. So I'm sure we'll see Matt again. Real quick, before we move into our next topic, I want to remind you guys: if you're not a member of the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show, what are you waiting for? There's two different tiers. You become a coaches tier member, a starters tier member, excuse me, for a buck ninety nine a month that gets you custom emojis and special access in the chat. And then as coaches tier member, four ninety nine gets you those same perks plus some included perks, which will come up 
uh, during football season and most importantly that extra overtime content on a daily basis. Hey Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.